Are you prepped? Ready to rock and roll? I, I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. You are the the man the myth the legend the explainer of star wars that's correct i don't know if i would say myth or legend but <laughs> but you get into those legends right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> the man the myth the legends lore man um <laughs> what what is your experience you get deep in, into the nitty-gritty on star wars you dive deep into all of the aspects the the schmodown mastermind what are your thoughts on where star wars and video games take place with storytelling right now i wish that there were more of them right <laughs> because yeah i mean that's uh i've been mostly pleased with the things that you know have come out these past few years of course, my dog starts barking the second we start recording a exactly. podcast. But, um, <laughs> like, I I adore Fallen Order. It's maybe my favorite thing that we've had in these past mm-hmm. six years since the acquisition. Uh, Battlefront Two, Battlefront One. Like, I'm not a big shooter person. They were fine. They held me over. Uh, I loved Squadrons as well. So, like, the past two releases, I've felt very just fortunate that they they mm-hmm. happened to be right up my alley. But yeah, I'm very relieved that like it's opening up more and more more developers are going to be Mm -hmm. working in star wars so hopefully we get a steadier stream because i think that video gaming is such a cool way to tell a story and fallen order was so so engaging to me so Mm -hmm. yeah i would love to see more video game stories you know taking uh more prevalence in the canon definitely and i think it's it's been a weird transition recently with EA having the exclusivity license obviously competition is better for us as consumers um and while the quality of the games were pretty good controversies aside were pretty good um i think the storylines like Battlefront 2 first of the new EA games to actually have a story offering i think it was fine like I really enjoyed the characters that they introduced there. Um, I I personally feel that the shift to the light side from the dark side was a little too soon, considering the marketing around it. But definitely with you there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the books book of um, Inferno Squadron did a really good job with fleshing out the characters, but like if you're just sticking it to the campaign, I feel just a, a little bit too sudden. Uh, but yeah. I get the sense, and this is just me talking. I have no idea if this is the case or not, but mm-hmm. I get the sense that there was more to that story that was just then cut, unfortunately, because it was a shooter. It wasn't meant to be a story game. And so I think that if I had to guess, the original intent for that story was for it to be more gradual. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, it's real fast and yeah. then we skip like six months ahead and you're like okay now they're really in it it's like if you're gonna turn avatar the last airbender and just say hey you you guys start writing now we'll see how much how much time we can give you and then they say you can only get one season it's like whoa 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 you can't do that in one season yeah <laughs> characters were great and then we got like the epitome of the storyline and what Star Wars video game games can do with the the world building, taking uh taking all of these different aspects of video games together, and then just like making a beautiful beautiful pie, which is Fallen Order. God, yes. 
So what what is it about Fallen Order specifically that really hypes you up and makes you love it so much? Well, all of my favorite games tend to be very story-driven, third-person action adventure. I love the Uncharted series yes. and the Last of Us series, the, the new Spider-Man. Uh, I, I just love that style of game. So there was already that element. It's a third-person action adventure, single-player story. And on top of that, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Makes sense because of yeah. Uncharted and stuff. And like it has that temple raiding, puzzle-solving aspect to it that I feel I, I wish it could have been a little more... A little more of that in the game, but mm-hmm. like that's just me nitpicking at this point because just so much about it uh, resonated with me and just my interests. And it, it had all those other video game things that I love, and it's Star Wars, and it just really surprised me with its story and its mechanics and the way the Force works in it. Like mm-hmm. it, it just beat all of my expectations where I was kind of expecting to have to like ignore the video gamification of the force and be like okay that's not how the force works but that's fine it's a video (laughs) game and the fact that they found a way within the game to make it work with the way i view the force and that Mm -hmm. it isn't about like leveling up and stuff it's about like confronting your past and facing your fears and breaking through trauma and i was like how did they do this it just (laughs) it blew me away i i love the when, when I first saw the trailer and it has that moment where Cal Kestis is like falling out of the ship and he's like trying to decide if he should save the person with the force or just not and mm-hmm. keep keep hidden like that. It's such a powerful moment that that the game posits like it's will you continue your path of secrecy and hiding your true self or are you going to make the journey to really discover that like it's it's a powerful moment that <laughs> there's, there's just so much about that game that uh is yeah more powerful than i thought it would be i i was just expecting to go in and have fun doing a hack and slash with lightsabers and mm-hmm. i was like that's all it has to be to me <laughs> but the the story that they told was just so so good where do you see it placed in the wider world of star wars like where where does it free you in the broader but at this point it's like a multi-million piece puzzle (laughs) Uh uh-huh where where do i rank it or Uh, where do you see it as like fitting in as a whole like do you put it as uh, on the levels of the movies the tv shows Mm. is it like setting it up as something uh, separate i think it's probably I, i very often talk about like star wars and the content is kind of a funnel so the films are obviously that's where what most people see and then the live action tv series are beneath that i think i'd place fallen order probably somewhere either just below the animated stuff or or with it i'm not really sure how that audience balances out but it's like i i see way more people talking about the mandalorian than ever talked about fallen order yeah but there's definitely conversation about fallen order people seem to know what it is even if they haven't played it so mm-hmm. i would place it above books and comics right around like the animated stuff i would say that's a browned at least from a consumer standpoint the placement of video games in the star wars cog 
or of, of the machine of that is Star Wars, but on like a support level in, the, in terms of amount of books and the amount of comics, like we're definitely getting a higher scale and a higher launch of books and, and uh, comics than video games. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I totally, I think it's probably just because that's a smaller investment mm-hmm. and like that's where you also see, I think they're, especially in the comics, they do just really weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> And I think that's more of like a testing ground where it's like, yeah, it's a it's a comic. We can try that here. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's not as much uh, time that goes into writing a comic versus writing yeah. and developing a video game. So definitely you yeah, can pay one guy in Kentucky to write a Star Wars book <laughs> versus like 300 people to make a Star Wars game. <laughs> exactly. So that that definitely has something to do with it. But it's like when... There are fewer video games, but when they come out, they always make a fairly big splash. Whereas mm-hmm. even something like The High Republic, uh, which I, I think has been fantastic so far, it, it just doesn't get the same attention that any video game does. Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely a, a different audience. And while I would say the, like when I first started hearing about The High Republic, I thought it was going to be a video game tie-in or somewhere like they really hyped it up like it was a video game like they had that level of marketing towards that and it ended up being uh what we know as the high republic now yeah i mean this is the biggest publishing effort they have ever done uh i don't think they've done anything on this level since probably shadows of the empire or maybe the new jedi order Hmm. um but this is a lot more more books, more comics, more types of media. I'm not expecting it to bleed into video games anytime soon. They've really been pushing that, like, this is books, comics, and published material. Um, So I think they're going to tell the original story they had planned first, and then maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah, we'll start to go into video games or TV series or something beyond that. Mm -hmm. So... We've had this discussion many times on the podcast, offline, online. Uh, the community as a whole has had this discussion. Where do you see the value of being super hyper canon with video games versus other media? Well, so far, it's been pretty good. I mean, <laughs> the, the Bad Batch recently went to Braca. And mm-hmm. that, I love that, it so I was, much. <laughs> I know. I was really happy with that. Uh, it seems like they they take the video games a little more seriously than the books or comics and it's the same kind of thing like uh this is why i bring up the funnel discussion so much is because not that many people comparatively read the books and comics that Mm -hmm. that's like down at the bottom of the funnel so when the bad batch brings kanan into the first episode and his story is in broad strokes, the same as what we saw in the comics, but details are different. I think they feel more comfortable doing that and messing a little bit with a comic than they would a video game Hmm. because more people have played the video game. So I I do think there probably are discussions behind the scenes where it's like, okay, we're going to do this thing that we feel is right for the story. We know that it's going to annoy people who read the comic. Is it worth it? Is that audience small enough that we're willing to put up with it? And I think that if they were to mess with uh, anything on Braca or Fallen Order or whatever, I think they know that the blowback would be bigger. Uh. 
and the blowback wasn't small <laughs> for for the comic thing like i saw a lot of that on twitter yeah it's like um what is poe dameron's backstory got kind of readjusted for the rise of skywalker is that correct i would say so yes <laughs> and again they they messed with a a comic and you know after the fact they write a book that basically fixes that and it's still like it's not that big of a deal but i'm also thinking you could have very easily just delivered another line it wouldn't have changed the meaning it's just mm-hmm. i don't think that uh jj was listening to the story group like i think that (laughs) the story group was like hey we kind of did this stuff in a comic and uh i think that somehow palpatine returned guys come on (laughs) (laughs) sure i mean i think that's their job to guide filmmakers but they don't have control over them it's up to jj and whether or not he wants to listen to them and so i just zori's line about how like oh you abandoned us to go join the resistance i'm like oh no he didn't like <laughs> he was in the new republic for a long time before that and mm-hmm. so it's it's just again it's not like that big of a deal and they've made it so that in broad strokes it still works and i'm like okay fine but yeah i think that the films are the things that will like probably never get contradicted uh tv series less likely to um like have a movie mm. mess with that but you know they they changed a little bit about Cobb Vanth's story. I didn't care because I was just thrilled to see him and that they acknowledged that at all. Yeah. Um, video games, I think, are probably pretty safe, but I, I put them, you know, like third in the ranking of canon. Yeah. I, I love the the metaphor of a funnel, and it's super, super true. Um, and it, like, it's super, super indicative of everything. And I, I, I agree, too, of putting the live-action stuff above the animated and, like, right underneath the movies. Because I have a, f- a friend of mine, his uh, uncle, he's 75. All of a sudden, they started watching uh, Mandalorian together. And mm. he's, like... He, he, he can, he's got hearing problems. He has to sit closer to the TV, but he is like on the edge of his seat. He's like crying when like everyone else is crying. He's super, super emotionally attached to these characters that the, that the movies didn't really capture him uh, at first. It was the TV shows. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, (laughs) the only thing that like bugs me about when they change things and I, I have no real problem with this funnel idea, but it was more just that when they made the change from Legends, uh, it was kind of suggested that it was because uh, we're going to make it all work from now on mm-hmm. and that everything would count. And like, I'm I'm pretty much over the fact that like, okay, well, that's not quite true. I'm, <laughs> you're doing your best, but... Uh, Good job, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I I just like I I wish they hadn't made that kind of statement that like this is the goal. And I'm like, I don't know that it is (laughs) and I don't know that it should be because that would just it'd be too restricting for storytelling. But uh, I'm still just like, oh, but you said you said Uh that one time. (laughs) But wait wait a second. Look look at what you said. (laughs) So what is your. what is your experience with Star Wars games? I, I've never heard the, f- the full explanation from Star Wars Explained about what what is your journey through Star Wars in the video game sense? I think my first Star Wars game was Dark Forces. Mm. Um, oh, yes. That's my 
that would have been when I was in third, second grade, somewhere around there. Um, I didn't have it. I didn't like grow up with gaming systems. Um, I grew up with a Game Boy. So actually maybe I need to adjust that because I know I had all of the like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on the Game Boy. Okay. Um, but but Dark Forces is, is the first one I really remember making an impact on me and going down to my friend's house to play it. And like he, my my best friend growing up was also a big Star Wars nerd. We had like a book club on the bus basically. And <laughs> That's so awesome. Dark Forces, we were like, yeah, we're going to meet up after school. We're going to play this game. We're going to experience this story together. So Dark Forces was my first. And then um, I remember being obsessed with Dark Forces 2 when that came out because now you had a lightsaber. Um, I played probably about half of the X-Wing games growing up. I remember X-Wing Alliances was the one that I really loved because I wanted to go into the second Death Star. Um, Let's see. Got into KOTOR on the Xbox. And then I think that was about the time that I was like going into college and I just didn't have time to play video games as much anymore. So I completely missed like SWOTOR. Uh, And I know that there's still time. It's it's online. I should get into it, but it's like so daunting that I haven't just made that leap. Oh, mm-hmm. I to- like, I'm looking now at my Steam list. I totally skipped over like Shadows of the Empire was obviously huge for me. Yeah, I think that's what got me into books because I wanted like the full story. So I read the book and the comic and played the game. Rogue Squadron was, of course, massive. Oh, yeah. Same here. Um, episode one racer. And also, I played that like really bad PC game that was like taking you through the movie of Episode One. I loved it at the time, but it it does not hold up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I'm just like looking through my list and being like, "Yep, loved that, loved that." Mm-hmm. It's uh, super daunting too. Like I picked up when they had the Star Wars sale for May the Fourth. I picked up the ones that I didn't have in my my library, and I'm like, <sighs> okay. I need to like mm. I need to make like a schedule or something so I can actually get through these. <laughs> Ooh, Rebel Assault. Uh, I Rebel Assault Two specifically. I remember learning that that was a thing and like saving up my money so that I could buy and have that because we finally got a computer that could like game and that's barely a game, but mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it when I first got it. Um, also doesn't really hold up, but no, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, dabbling dabbling through the the Star Wars back catalog. What, obviously, uh, with Jedi Fallen Order, is that your favorite out of all of them, or is there one of the the past games that really speaks to you more than Jedi Fallen Order? I do think Fallen Order is my favorite. I mean, like a a lot of them mean a lot to me, like Shadows of the Empire mm-hmm. and Rogue Squadron and um, Racer. Just like I I have really fond memories of them, but I do think that having kind of a better appreciation of star Wars storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think fallen order is like maybe the best marriage of gameplay and story and character. Uh, it balances, you know, cinematic storytelling and cameos without like taking over everything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that fallen order is probably my favorite. Um, I know like, Everyone loves KOTOR. Um, I really like the story of KOTOR, but that style of game is just not yep. quite mine. I, I'm not a big turn-based mm-hmm. person. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you 100%. That was like when 
I I played Kotor growing up, but I never really I never really attached it to Star Wars. I just thought it was like some random game that I was playing. And then I went mm. back because I've I've heard how like incredibly influential it was and the story's fantastic. I'm not going to say anything against the story. I really like what it does with Star Wars. But that gameplay, it it was a slog. It was. Yeah, it's more like I like the controls of Fallen Order where, I mean, you're doing the same things. You're attacking people Mm -hmm. with a lightsaber, but like, no, I'm controlling the lightsaber instead of just like clicking on someone and saying, hit him with a lightsaber. (laughs) And then your character goes and does it. Um, Yeah, that that type of gameplay is just not really my style. Like I'm playing back through Mass Effect right now, which, you know, is obviously very similar to KOTOR. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, at least I have a gun that I get to point and shoot. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of ignore all of the other like squad aspects of that game. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to learn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I agree. Uh, just imagine that like Fallen Order graphics with and and gameplay style with Kotor story. Oh yeah. Brought up to today's canon standards. That that's I'd what I want to see. Well, they've got the mm. the rumored Kotor remake, and they've they've got like all of these rumblings. But we're at the the weird awkward stage right now, where they've said that they're going to be opening up the license. They've said all of these things. We've conf- we've got leaks. We've got rumors. We've <laughs> all of these things, but we don't ever we don't have anything concrete. Like Fallen Order Two still isn't like officially announced to be happening. <laughs> yeah, but we all know it's going to. I mean. It's come. It's gotta. It's gotta come. It's been one of like the most successful single player games in a long time. So, mm-hmm. come on, like just do it. Just announce it. Just I'm do like, it. please, do EA it. Play, just say that you're doing it. Yeah. Like that's. I don't need to see gameplay. You don't even have to show me the logo. Just say Jedi Fallen Order Two will be a thing at some point in the future. Exactly. <laughs> that's all. Just like an official confirmation would let me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see out of a Jedi Fallen Order 2? Like, gameplay-wise, story-wise, any direction that you want to take it, what would you really like to see? Man, it's really interesting because I I don't think that they can do what they did in the first game. No. Like, you want to see an expansion of new Force powers. Um, so, you know, there's a way they could do that with Cal. Um, but it's... I, like, I wonder if they're going to do the same kind of Metroidvania thing that they do where it, at the start of a new Metroid game, like Samus has all of her upgrades and then she gets hit by lightning and loses them all and you have to recollect them. I hope It's not. like you can't do that with the force. So <laughs> Boop, you, you, know, you what, forgot yeah, again. Like, <laughs> so it's like you can't do that. Um, if they were to do a completely new character, it's like, well, you don't want to do that same thing mm-hmm. again. I'm really interested to see how they treat the force in the sequel. It's mm-hmm. not going to bug me like whatever they do. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know. I'd be okay if they swapped to a new set of characters just because I thought Cal's story was so well done, but I'm also like, I'll do anything to see more Cal and yeah. Aaron and, uh, oh, yeah. Grease and they like, set it up here. like a perfect, like they have all of the characters for a really fun story in star wars and what i've heard through rumors like obviously it's still in pretty early production their story in terms of video games doesn't really get finalized until much later on in the the game development process but what i've heard is that they're going to be focusing on cal Kestis as the main character again um 
which I, I'm really hope, hopeful for to see that. And I agree on the whole Metroidvania style. They There are ways that they could do it in terms of like equipment versus force powers. That's but true. I don't want them to say, hey, oh my gosh, somehow Cal Kestis booped his head and he lost <laughs> all of his memories and he has to regain them again. I think you make a great point about... Uh man you just my my mind went to something else to bring up in a second but you you bring up a great point about yeah we can use equipment you can get like cad bane's rocket boots and now you can Mm. fly uh yeah you can do stuff like that but then i when i thought of that i was like god star wars 13 13 would have been so fun dude yeah because then it's like yeah you you are upgrading your equipment it basically is metroid Mm -hmm. now i've got my rocket pack and i can go reach that thing i couldn't get to before it hurts man I know it hurts deep. I mean, that was to talk again about like just third person action. Like when they showed those early looks at it, I was like, yes, this is uncharted in space. Give me mm-hmm. or the canceled visceral project, uh, project mm-hmm. ragtag. I believe it had Amy yeah. Hennig, the lead uh-huh. <laughs> producer director for the uncharted games. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're going to get star Wars, Indiana Jones. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts too yep so that that's ultimately what i'm super hopeful for with the opening of the license is less of that less of one yeah one producer like one production company or one publisher saying yeah no you're not gonna hit the deadlines because i was talking to someone in the industry that had ties to ea and they told me that the way that ea produces games they do it on a release schedule versus when the game's ready so if they have a game in the pipeline they want to get something out like squadrons was this they wanted to get it out in 2020 and they went through their games and said hey this is a game that we could release in 2020 you guys are good let's just release it charge 40 dollars. it's gonna be good 2020 game check mark yeah that's frustrating to me (laughs) It, because it reminds me of like the way that the movies have been handled mm. thus far is that uh, I'm mostly cool with the sequel trilogy. Like <laughs> I'm certainly not angry about it, but there were also some decisions where I was just like, hmm, wish you hadn't done that. And I think a lot of it stems from the fact that they were like, OK, we just paid four billion dollars for Star Wars or Lucasfilm. Uh, what do we do to make that money back? Easy. Episode seven, eight and nine. And we set release dates for it, and here we go. And it, it bugs me that they were like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to tell these stories because of a business decision and not because we have stories to tell. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just not the way to go about it. Like, I'm I'm fine. You know, it's annoying to see a game delayed and delayed and delayed, uh, but I would rather get the game than mm-hmm. never get it just right? because it's yeah. not going to hit the date. Exactly. I would have waited five years to see Visceral's game come out with all, with that power power team that they had. With um, what is the guy that does all of the oh storyboards and stuff with the prequel trilogy? What was his name? Oh, uh, Doug Chang. Yeah, he was involved with it. He was in the planning process. Like they had like the dream Star Wars project, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. Sorry, sorry, you were going to cancel your game and then we're going to remove you as a studio, period. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah. 
Moving on to something positive, though, with the the wider wider reach, you you said your your love of Indiana Jones. We have Bethesda <laughs> jumping into the fray, doing something really cool. They're making an Indiana Jones game. What are your hopes for that? I don't know. Those games have always been very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved Fate of Atlantis growing up. I love me a good point and click adventure. Um. I remember playing Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, and I liked it, but that was probably because I was 12. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've really played any other Indiana Jones games, and the ones that I've seen played like online, I'm just like, oh, it doesn't look great. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I hope it's a point and click, because <laughs> that's the only, the only game I can think of where I'm like, that's a great Indiana Jones game. But I I, I don't know. Um, I'm just hopeful that it's fun. I guess Mm -hmm. I hope that it's like, I don't even know if I want it to be like Uncharted. I don't want to crawl all over everything like Nathan Drake. And it doesn't make sense for Indiana Jones. Right. I I don't know what my hopes are other than just, uh, I hope it's good. Do you think that they're going to focus on Indiana Jones's character or just explore his world? I would guess it's going to be Indy because like the fedora and the whip were in Mm -hmm. that promotional photo i think it'll just be set somewhere you know completely random in his life it won't be tied i'm gonna guess it won't be tied to indy 5 or anything like that yeah i hope not i don't want to play old indiana jones i want to play young indiana jones (laughs) right (laughs) sorry harrison ford (laughs) it's all right i hope he's uh in recovery and doing well uh-huh. <laughs> got got injured again again oh, man that movie seems like like is it ever going to come out <laughs> i'm like i'm just thrilled that like we have seen pictures proof that they're working on it yeah this uh, is true <laughs> previously we just knew it was maybe a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> hmm yeah I, I I do agree. Now that you said that with the the whip and the hat and all of that stuff, it would make more sense to be Indiana Jones at any period in his life. I would love to see um I loved in the third Indiana Jones movie where they had young Indy. Like I love to see mm-hmm. some of that. So maybe maybe like teenage, late like early twenties maybe, I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Or even just like pure Steven Spielberg and George Lucas style jump right in the middle of the story. Don't explain anything. You'll learn it by context clues. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I do. I hope that it starts. Yeah, exactly like that, where we're just wrapping up some other adventure and that's it. No, no extra context. We yep. just do some cool little <laughs> treasure hunt. Probably don't get the treasure and and then move on to the next thing. Exactly. I, I love that those types of stories with Indiana Jones. I think it's going to be very fascinating to see what that game ends up looking like, what type of style game it's going to be. Is it going to be linear? Is it going to be semi-open world? I don't think they could do full open world. I really feel like Indiana Jones, you need those like guardrails in that storyline. Mm. Um, but maybe like Lego. Yeah, I don't, I don't style. even... Yeah, I think in that sense, it probably makes sense to do more Uncharted instead of Fallen Order, where Fallen Order has uh, open hmm. world aspects. I mean, you can just pop back and forth between yeah. planets. You can choose where you want to go and when. I think Uncharted makes more sense to just be like, no, this is linear and you've finished chapter one and we're on to chapter two and you, this is the story you're getting. 
Mm -hmm. Though, now that you said that, I just got really excited about like that style of Indiana Jones game because they have the map. Could you imagine instead of the ship, uh, you're just yeah. saying, I'm going to go here and then you do the animation. I saw it immediately as you said that. Um, so <laughs> there are options. I didn't even consider that before. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And then... Uh, a final thing I want to talk about with you is the Ubisoft Star Wars game. We have, they they already showed footage of it in the engine with the Avatar Blue People game that they've got coming mm -hmm. out. So we know kind of what the engine will be able to do visually. But what are you expecting to see on a gameplay and specifically on like a storyline for that? I have no idea. <laughs> like It's exciting, um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of like what I want. I'm expecting that it's going to be original trilogy era. I'm, it I'm seems guessing. like their love child right now with video games. Yeah. Uh, and I think that although like the, the prequel trilogy kids are now like adults who game. So I think that's probably a market that they should be mm -hmm. addressing more. Um, but yeah, I just feel like maybe, hitting original trilogy casts the widest net and like everyone who games. Yeah. Um, there but, isn't like a sect of prequel trilogy fans that are like super anti, um, the original or yeah. Prequel trilogy fans that are super anti the original trilogy. It just works in the reverse. So it's like a safe bet. If you want the, like you said, the cast the widest nest uh, net possible, but it's like, you saw how much of a popular, aspect of battlefront 2 was the prequel content mm -hmm. like it eventually it just turned into the prequel game yeah that's like I, I would be totally down to do something that's not original trilogy because it does feel like not just even outside the video games the comics and the books feel mm. like they've been pretty focused <laughs> yeah. in original trilogy <laughs> so i'm like let's do something else um but yeah i i'm uh, honestly a little worried just for myself for the open world game only because kind of like kotor it's just not my preferred style of game hmm. like every time i try to play uh fallout or skyrim or any of those i just can't get into them there's so much to do that i'm like i don't know about this yeah <laughs> but i do think if anything is gonna pull me in it'll be star wars mm -hmm. i never really uh got to try galaxies um, when it was out, so... Oh, yeah. I forgot that it was even a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think it'll pull me in. I think I'll have a lot of fun with it, but there is part of me that's like, ooh, I hope I enjoy this more than other fallen or uh, open-world games that I've tried. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, you know what? If it doesn't land for me, like, I got Fallen Order. Exactly. I got Squadrons. <laughs> fallen Order 2 is coming. And, and that's why the whole, like let's open it up to other developers is so nice because yeah the more games there are it's like yeah it, it's the stakes aren't so high for every single one mm -hmm. that it's like we have to please everyone with this one game exactly like in in the height of star wars video games before the acquisition we had we had tons of different types of games like there was a, a point and click adventure game there was open world game they had shooters they had all these things and like we wouldn't get hung up like we have been recently like if you weren't into the first person shooter or third person shooter like 
you'd have another option. But with this recent round, it's like, well, I may not like this. I guess I'm either going to have to suck it up or I'm just not going to play Star Wars games. Exactly. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what it was called, but there was like a Star Wars racing game that it was like a goofy version of Pod Racer or something. And I'm like, I can't imagine anyone releasing that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a shame. The stakes would be too high. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not something that I'm interested in. I didn't play it in the first time, but like, I just cannot imagine anyone being like, oh, yeah, let's throw that out there in Mm -hmm. the in the climate of Star Wars gaming right now. Yeah, it's everything's taken so seriously with Star Wars. And it's like, come on, I'd I'd love to see like, I personally I would love to see heroes versus villains the game, but like, mm. just as insane as possible. Don't take canon into account. Just say, hey, this game's not canon. We're just gonna do whatever the heck we want to. Have fun. We want Masters of Terras Kasi again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like games like that never would have been made, but there are. There's like it's become more of a cult classic. The the longer we get away from that game, the more of a cult classic that game ends up being. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about like George Lucas's style of him saying, you know what, I don't really touch the video games, I don't really touch the books, but I'm letting people play in my sandbox. Like mm-hmm. you guys go nuts, and it was never considered canon to him, and it didn't have to be. But yeah, it gave us some like just weird and goofy things that yeah we look back on and we're like oh Terrascasi, you were so silly yes <laughs> but like i have fond memories of playing it <laughs> oh definitely same here yeah um i i do hope we end up getting some of those fun things and it isn't necessarily only tied to mobile because i feel like they have a lot more of a mm, yeah yeah a, a, a blank check when it comes to mobile games like Galaxy of Heroes literally prints the money, which is why they can literally do whatever the heck they want to. And both Disney and EA are like, sure, throw that character in there. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still making it's money? Funny. Like I, I know almost nothing about Galaxy of Heroes. I never, I just don't get into mobile gaming at all. Mm-hmm. So I hear about Galaxy of Heroes sometimes. Or like uh, Cubs Van Han, yep. obviously, is a big uh, player in that community, <laughs> and. and uh, I talked to him about it, and I'm just I I don't know what it's about, and I I think I'm too old to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested about Star Wars Hunters because it has the Switch tie-in. Like I think that's right. a, a lot more people are going to get into it that wouldn't normally play mobile games. But I'm still hesitant on the whole like mobile video games are just like it's very toxic in the way they bring money in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll give Hunters a try, but I don't see myself. Mm-hmm. Like I keep forgetting that it's even a thing right. coming out this year. I think sure EA I'll, or I'll stream it Star Wars has as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, that'll be their big Star Wars thing at EA Play. Or wait, that's Zynga, right? <laughs> it is <Never> Zynga, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't get anything. And it's like with uh, when Battlefront Two got canceled, and then like the same day they're like, "Oh, hey guys, Galaxy of Heroes is getting another update." Yeah. Really, Galaxy of Heroes, it's not the time. We're mourning the death of a family <laughs> member. <laughs> yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe Star Wars Explained will become a Star Wars Hunters channel overnight. <laughs> get taken over. That That is the thing that will just shock me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
But anyway, dude, this has been an absolute blast. We could continue talking. I would love to pick your brain on some more stuff in the Star Wars, but we'll save it for another episode later down the line. Um, this was fun. Sure. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. Heck yeah. Like, I love... So... I'm just going to I'm just going to like shower you with compliments right now. I love the community that you've built around in Star Wars. Like it's like we have a lot of negativity in the Star Wars space. Online is filled with lots of negativity, but I love the community that you've brought around with Star Wars. Thanks. We're we're very proud of it. Our comment section is like usually a pretty nice and fun place to read through. Mhm. Definitely. I love the Lego streams too. Like I will like <laughs> just throw it in the background and do other stuff and like it's it's so soothing and relaxing because <laughs> i don't i don't have the time for legos <laughs> which is super sad but i'm like man i do like this i don't have the space for legos honestly that's Dude, my problem do we that, I, don't, I don't know what we're gonna do with like the cantina when we build it this is this is my lego star wars house we built it in the back yeah. <laughs> it's two thousand square feet full of legos <laughs> We're just going to be covered with stuff. And I also have like uh, a closet full of sets that are not Star Wars that I want to build and just haven't had the time to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. Like the, that's what you got to do. You got to make it part of your content. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you can then have it's a business fun. expense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. If you don't, if you're listening to this right now and you don't know Star Wars Explained, first off, what's wrong with you? Second off, go follow him in the description of this episode thank you for listening to uplink podcast you can follow us on twitter at uplink podcast or on instagram at uplink podcast if you like the show and we hope you do please consider leaving us a review on apple podcast or wherever you can leave a review it helps us out a ton it gets your feedback and it helps us attract new listeners if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on our Patreon, patreon.com slash uplinkpodcast. Be very appreciative of that. You can get exclusive content like Uplink Plus, our exclusive Patreon podcast, as well as some bonus insider deals on Uplink Podcast merchandise, as well as a mention in the outro, this right here. We'd like to thank Daniel, who uh, supports us at the $10 a month level and helps bring the show to you lovely people thank you so much daniel and if you'd like a shout out at the end of the episode please consider supporting on patreon helps us out a ton helps us to expand the show and bring you weekly content we also have a youtube channel youtube.com slash the star battle from podcast yes i know we're uplink podcast now but can't change the url for youtube so please consider checking out the content that we're producing over there we have weekly streams every saturday at 12 p.m mst as well as bonus content and expansion of the show you can find the show on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play apple podcast youtube spotify Wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. Links to all of the guests' information will be in the description of this episode, so definitely go check them out as well. As always, thanks for listening. Goodness gracious.